It's so cool to see God at work in the lives of so many people in our church, and I'm very excited to be here with you today, and I am going to talk to you guys about sheep, all right? And I feel like God has taught me something about this animal recently, and it's really transformed, is continuing to transform my walk in relationship with Jesus. And so I'm going to start this off with a couple fun facts about sheep, all right? And fun fact number one about sheep is that there are over a thousand distinct sheep breeds across the world, all right? I've got a couple pictures of sheep here. Um, we got some black sheep here. Uh, we've got some yellow sheep here. I feel like that's a cow slash sheep mix. Um, we've got uh, some sheep here, uh, as you can see, all different colors, shapes, sizes. Uh, this guy, I feel like, has a serious country accent. I don't know. <laughs> I imagine all of them have with different accents for some reason. Uh, it may be the Scottish accent here. Um, this guy, you know, can't see anything, but I love the hairstyle. I saw this sheep, and I couldn't help but think that this sheep for real had a Jamaican accent, <laughs> right? So I decided to put this picture next to it, uh, the Bob Marley sheep here. Um, and so it's very cool that sheep come from all over the world, uh, different shapes, sizes, colors. Um, fun fact number two about sheep, all right, is they have terrible eyesight. Like they can't see hardly anything. And you see in this past photo here, is not only can they not see, but often in the wild, their hair will grow, the wool will grow, and it'll grow over their eyes. So not only can they have terrible eyesight, but they have something blocking their vision so they can't see, right? And so this causes this animal to constantly wonder, right? Because they can't see where they're going. They're bumping into things, running into things. Uh, But fun fact number three about this animal is they have an unbelievable ability to hear. They have great hearing. Okay, and so they can be going through, you know, a town, a marketplace. A shepherd could be leading and guiding them. There could be all kind of voices, all kind of clutter, but they can distinguish between their shepherd's voice so well. They know their shepherd's voice, right? And amongst all the chaos, they can hear the shepherd's voice. They have great hearing. Okay, and so here's this animal. It's an animal, right? And as we know, animals, what do they want? They always want to eat. Right? They always want to be fed. They always want to drink. They, all, they want to satisfy themselves. And so what this animal is constantly doing, it is wandering around looking for food. But they can't see. So what happens, right? They're, they're roaming. They think they see a, a green pasture in front of them, or they think they see this stream, right? And so they end up wandering around. They'll fall into quicksand, you know, in the desert, or they'll, they'll fall into a pit or into a trap. And the issue with this animal is since they can't see, they're always wondering that they end up letting their sight lead them, which, as we know, their greatest attribute isn't their ability to see. It's their ability to listen. And just Jesus, he relates this to this animal very quite often. In fact, uh, fun fact number four, Jesus mentions uh, in the Bible through Scripture, this is the most mentioned animal in the Bible. It is mentioned 84 different times throughout the, 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 the Word. And so uh, I think what God is trying to tell us, what he's trying to tell me, is that you and I far too often go by what we see instead of by what we hear. And we have an opportunity every day to sit and listen to our shepherd Allow him to lead us and guide us to all that he has 
in store for us. So I'm going to pray and we'll get started. Father God, thank you for today. Um, thank you for this opportunity where we're all here, myself included, to encounter you today. Lord, we're here for you. Uh, and God, I pray that you would reveal great truths to all of us today, that you would speak through me, that my words would be yours. And Lord, that today we would draw near heart and hear from you. God, thank you for this morning. We give it to you and all God's people said, amen. All right, we're going to start with some scripture here. It comes from John 10. Uh, If you guys have your apps on your phone, break them out. All the notes will be in there. If you have your Bibles, whatever you want to use, journals, follow along with me here. Uh, John 10, 3, it says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Um, I've had a pretty cool opportunity the last, about three years ago. Um, before that, I started a group. Uh, a lot of the guys you see on stage as uh, a group of us that we started a, a band and we were writing music in college and started to advance a little bit and started to do some touring. And it was a pretty cool opportunity. I'm very grateful for this opportunity because God allowed us to go to different churches across America. And it really opened my eyes to see this condition of the church across America and see what all these pastors were preaching, right? And we'd go into these churches, it was, it was pretty depressing. It was pretty hard, honestly, because we'd go to these different churches and we'd be hearing these messages these pastors would preach on what they're people of what not to do, right? And Christians, we've kind of got this bad reputation of being hypocritical and always telling people what not to do, right? And so we'd hear these messages, you know, don't sin, don't greed, don't lust, don't do this, don't do this. Right, And so there's this culture of us always trying to like walk around on eggshells, like trying to not do bad things. And what I really learned through this, though, is God showing me, and, and what I want to come across today is, is I'm not here today to tell you to sin less. I'm here today to tell you to live more, right? Because if we're always focusing on sin, we miss the fact that there is something greater than the sin that God has for us. There's somewhere that he's trying to lead us, somewhere he's trying to guide us, something he's trying to do within us that's so much greater than this sin, right? And so today, I'm not here to tell you to sin less, I'm here to tell you to live more, and I truly believe the pathway to living life to the full is taking time every day and to sit and listen. It's taking time every day to sit and listen, because you and I, right, we live in this visual world, right? We can't go two seconds without being influenced by something, right? We get on the highway and we see these billboards. We see these signs of all these things that we should want. We turn on our phone and we got Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and the news. We got billboards everywhere. We've got our phone. We've got commercials. We've got movies, right? I turn on a movie and I see a location and I'm like, I want to go there. Right, I gotta go there. Or we see this commercial of this car and you're like, I gotta have that car. Or maybe it's even your parents. They've shown you how to live and you see how they've lived life. And you're like, that's how I gotta live my life. And so we're constantly looking with our eyes to see what we should want, but we're blind. We we don't see with our eyes, just like sheep, we can't see, right? 
And because style is changing, because we're constantly, the world is constantly innovating and changing, we're always looking to something else. And so what ends up happening is just like sheep, we end up wandering around, right? We don't know what we want. We're constantly wanting something new, wanting something different, and we find ourselves just wasting our time through this world, right? And men, for example, we're always trying to advance in life and in our careers and different things. You may get that job proposal that's in front of you, and you may look with your eyes and you see the numbers, right, of how much you could be making or how many days off of vacation you'll get, and you like what you see, right, and so you want it. Or my single ladies out there, right, you see that guy, right, you like how he looks, you like how he talks, how he smells, you like what you see, right? And so often we go out by what we see, but men, if you were to take a step back and you were to take an opportunity to sit and listen and allow God to show you what he wants for that job, maybe it's not what he has for you. Maybe there's something greater in store. Maybe that job's going to distract you from your family, from your friends. And women, that guy that you see, he, he may just be a wolf in sheep's clothing, Right? He may be that person that's going to distract you from all that God has in store. But because we don't take time to sit and listen, we see something and we go for it. And then we see something else and then we go for it. And we see that billboard and we say, oh, that's what I want, so I go for it. And we never take time to realize that you and I, if we let our eyes lead us, will constantly be wandering around. If you make decisions based upon what you see, You'll fall off the path, but if you make decisions based upon what you hear, God will lead and guide you to experience all that he has in store for you. Let me read that again. If you make decisions based upon what you see, you'll fall off the path, but if you make decisions upon what you hear, God will lead and guide you to experience all that he has in store for you. I'm going to read this scripture, John 10, verse 7. Follow along with me here. It says, therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you. I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. And so the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So I've got a question for all of you guys today. Are you with me? All 10 of you. Everybody with me? All right. Cool. My question for you all today is this, all right? What is blocking your hearing? What is distracting you from hearing God's voice? I'm going to share a story with you guys. Uh, I was about nine years old, okay? And my parents started having some issues, I guess, with me. And they started telling me, Ethan, you know, why aren't you responding to us when we're calling you? And uh, I'm you know, they think I'm this rebellious kid, I guess, or going through this stage or whatnot. And um, one night it led to, uh, I asked me to sweep the kitchen. And I promise, like, to this day, I did not hear them tell me to sweep the kitchen, all right? I'm in church, right? I'm not lying. And so they asked me to sweep the kitchen, and I, I like, I didn't hear them. And I'm, you know, like, maybe 10 feet away, and, and they come up to me, and they said, Ethan, why didn't you respond to us? And I said, I promise I didn't hear you. And uh, they said, well, something must be wrong with your hearing. And I said, well, maybe so. (laughs) You guys are so smart, you know. 
And they said, well, if something's wrong with your hearing, then we're going to have to take you to the doctor and get you checked out. And I said, fine, take me. Like, I didn't hear you. If you want to take me, take me to the doctor. Right? And so they end up, my mom's like, all right, we're, I'm going to take you to the doctor. I go to the ear, nose, and throat doctor. And you go in this creepy, dark room. I don't know if you've ever got your ears tested, right? You go in this dark room. You, like, put your headphones on. And you're, like, supposed to push the button when you hear the noise. So I'm, like, pushing the button when I hear it. And I don't when I don't, right? And uh, we get back, and we get the results from the test. And the doctor sits me and my my mom down. And he looks at it. He goes, "Um, I have to tell you that your son has a 70% hearing loss. And uh, my mom looks at me, she goes, I knew it's because you play electric guitar and drum so loud in her room. <laughs> my mom would always tell me to turn it down. And it, she goes, uh, he goes, uh, no, it's not from that. He goes, um, his tonsils and adenoids are so swollen that when he got a head cold, that nothing drained down, right? So I couldn't pop my ears or I couldn't breathe through my nose. I was so congested, right? And he goes, we're going to have to do surgery, we're going to have to remove his tonsils, his adenoids. And so that's what happened. Uh, like a month goes by. I go into the surgery and I have the surgery. And then, you know, like five days after the surgery are like the five days, greatest days ever, right, where you get to eat ice cream and just make excuses for not doing anything. And, by the way, my parents never let me have, like, video games, which I'm actually grateful for. But my friend let me borrow their, like, video game system and my I still remember my parents let me play. All right, I'm going off side note. But, you know, those five days are great. So three weeks later, I'm at the grocery store with my mom, right? And my mom's very healthy, okay? And she buys, like, the greenest stuff ever that tastes terrible, that's sugar-free, taste-free. But I'm very grateful for growing up in that household. But I was a kid always going to the grocery store with my mom where I, like, try to like grab something off the shelf and kind of like toss it in when she wasn't looking. And then we get to the front of the line. She's like, how did that get in there? And I was like, I don't know. It fell in. So we're in the dairy section. I promise you. We're in the dairy section. And I yawned, right? And all of a sudden, my ears opened. And it was a scary experience because like my, all the things had drained out and my ears like popped open And I remember listening, like everything was so loud. And I'm looking around, I'm like, does everybody have this ability to hear this good? I've been going my whole life, like living like this. And it was kind of like hurt. I was like hurting a little bit. I was like, this is so loud, right? And as soon as that thing that was blocking my ears was removed, I could hear clearly. And so that's my question to you all today. What is it? That is blocking your hearing? What is it that is distracting you from hearing God's voice? Because I can attest that as soon as you remove those distractions from your life, whatever it is that's busying yourself or distracting you from hearing, as soon as you remove that and you start to sit and listen and hear God's voice, you'll say, I've been living my whole life like this, missing out on hearing God's voice every day. What does the enemy do? He busies our life, right? We're so busy, right? We're so busy. We're doing things all the time. There's all these things that we're consumed with on our phones, and we're just scrolling and looking, or we're always on the TV, and we're always distracted, right? We're always so busy. 
I'll never forget this story. True story. All my stories are true. Promise. I, I felt this call. Uh, I'm a sophomore in college. And I decided that uh, I was writing music. I really wanted to get away. Uh, I heard about this artist that did this. They got away. And I felt God kind of calling me to get alone. I was going to go to this cabin by myself. I was going to spend a week there all alone. I'm going to write music. I'm going to hear from God. And it's going to be this like life-changing week. All right, I don't know if any of you have ever spent time alone like more than 24 hours alone by yourself, not with like a phone or watching Netflix all day, but really alone, right? It's a scary thing because you start to see the real version of who you really are and what's really going on inside isn't always a pretty thing, right? So I go up and drive up this mountain. You get up there. There's absolutely no service, right? No cell service. There's a phone in the house, but it only gets incoming calls, And so I had, like, tons of free time on my hand. But my dad would call me every night around 8 o'clock. Night one, he'd call me, hey, how you doing? Are you still alive? I'm still alive, Dad. And, uh, you know, what what are you doing? Well, I've been writing music. I've been working, this and that. And uh, someone gave me this book, and it's called Celebration of Discipline. And I encourage all of you to read that. That book really has done awesome things and changed my life in such a good way. But... There's this part of this book, right, that talks about sitting and listening and meditating on God's word. And so this is like night three, like I haven't seen anybody in like two days, right? And you're in the woods, so it's kind of creepy, you know? You're like thinking your mind's going places at night. I'm like having to calm myself. So I'm in the living room. I sit down. I'm in this recliner, right? And I start reading this book. You get to the end of the chapter, and it talks about hearing God's voice, okay? And it's like this time where you sit and you listen. So I'm sitting there on this recliner, and I close my eyes. I'm like, all right, God, speak to me right now, you know? And there's this wraparound porch, and in the front of the porch, I hear this, doo-doo. I was like, what was that, you know? And I'm like, it's probably nothing. Like, God, just speak to me right now. And it's probably just me distracting. I hear it again. Boom, boom. I'm like, what in the world was that? So, again, boom, boom. Like, it's starting to come around the porch. And by this time, I'm, like, thinking this is it. Like, I'm probably going to die, right? There's some creepy guy out in the woods that's about to come, like, I don't know, cut me up or something. I've seen way too many horror movies, Right? And so I'm out there, and I'm sitting, and again, boom, 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 boom. Like, it's coming around. And now there's, like, this screen door that, you know, you just open it, closes, this tiny little screen door. I'm looking out of this screen door. I'm like, this scary killer is about to come around the corner and end my life right now. I have no cell service. No one's going to know about me until my dad calls tomorrow at 8 o'clock, you know. And so I look out the screen door, and there's this huge brown nose staring at me, and it has to be the biggest black bear I've ever seen in my entire life, okay? And I'm just like, this is it. I'm going to die. This is it, right? And on the, on, the, on the refrigerator, there's all the things to do once you see a black bear. Like, I read it the first day, and it's like, put your hands up in the air, scream, yell, bo- you know, bang on pots and pans, and here I am, I'm sitting in this recliner, and, like, I can't even move. I'm, like, looking eye to eye with this black bear, and I'm, like, 
I can't do anything, right? And so all of a sudden, this black bear is like sniffing around, and he decides to turn all around. He goes in the woods. Like, I levitate to the door. I lock it, right? I decide to turn on every light in the house like that would do something. And I'm just like scared to death, right? And so this bear leaves, but I will never forget that point in my life because the enemy so badly wanted to distract me from hearing God's voice that I swear he put a 800-pound black bear in my path to do that, all right? And it may not be that extreme in your life, but there are all these things that God, that the enemy is putting in your path to distract you from hearing God's voice. So what is it today? What is it that is blocking your hearing? What is it that is distracting you from hearing God's voice? I was researching this week, and it talked about the top five things people do as soon as they wake up in the morning. What's the first thing they do, right? Get on the phone. Number one, people get on their phone, right? They're searching through their emails. They're going on their Facebooks or Instagrams or they're checking out the news, but they get on the phone, number one. Number two, people turn on TV. That's the second most thing people do. Third thing is people turn on the coffee maker, right? Because that's what America needs because we don't ever sleep and rest and we need more caffeine, right? Whole nother topic. Point number, uh, number four, uh, they, tur- they turn on the radio, right? Or they read the newspaper, right? And so we're, we're just being filled with all this information, right? And number five was like people, first thing is they go to the bathroom or the shower or something like that. And so there's all these things that we've grown accustomed. The first thing we start our day off with is filling ourselves. We're looking to something, right? We're always looking to something. And you and I, we, you turn on the news, Right? And you see what's going on. And what does that do? It changes how you live. It cripples you. It gives you fear. You don't want to go to these other countries in the world because I could get shot over there or something because you see the news. And and if you were to take time to sit and listen, maybe God wants to take you somewhere around the world. We're distracted with our phones and all these things that are going on, and we don't know truly what God is calling you and I to do because we don't take time to sit and listen. The enemy knows that if he can busy you and busy you, that he can distract you from what God's calling you to do. It's the very moment that you start to open God's word. That's the moment you become empowered. The very moment you start to sit and listen, that's the moment you become equipped. The moment you start to sit and listen, God starts to tell you who you are and the plans that he has for your life. Right, and so many of us, we're going through different situations in our life right now, and all we can see is what is in front of us. We can only see the problems that are in front of us or our pain that's behind us. And we're always looking with our eyes of what we can see, but the issue that you and I have is we were never designed to let our sight lead us. We were designed to be led by a shepherd. This shepherd knows his sheep. And he wants to lead us and guide us into green pastures. So what is it today that is distracting you from hearing his voice? A friend told me, he goes, Ethan, I can't get rid of my phone in my room. He said, that's my alarm clock. I was like, dude, go on Amazon, buy a $5 alarm clock, and put it in the other room. So the first thing you do in the morning is you wake up and you listen to his voice, right? 
we think um, often, I'm going to start over here. We think in life, you know, here we are as kids, right? We think that here's I'm a kid. Once I get to high school and I can get the car and I can be in high then I'll be happy, right? And we think, well, once I get to college, you know, and I get away or get away from everything, then I'll be happy, right? And then once I get that job, then I'll be happy. And then once I get married, then I'll be happy. Once I get those kids, when I get that kid, like, that's when my heart will be content and happy, right? And then and you say, once the kids get out of the house, right, then I'll be happy, right? And then we say, once I can retire, then I'll be happy, right? And now that I'm t- retired and I have so much free time and I'm so bored, once I find my passion in life, then I'll be happy, right? And so we're constantly looking around wandering around trying to figure out what we're called to do in life. And we're always looking ahead to be happy. We're always looking to these different things to give us direction of where to go, what to do. But you and I, again, were never designed to let our sight lead us. We were designed to sit and to listen and to hear God's voice. I truly believe with all my heart That Jesus wants to be in a relationship with you. That's his desire. That's what he wants for you. That's what he wants for me. He wants to be in a relationship with you. We read this in Luke 15. And I heard this quote recently. It talked about how Jesus is obsessed with lost things. That's his obsession. He's obsessed with taking lost things and making them found. We read here. He says, now the tax collectors and sinners We're all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not repent. We read here in Psalms 23, and this is my favorite verse in the whole Bible right here. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. And that is my question today. Is the Lord your shepherd? Is he your shepherd? Is he the voice that you're listening to every day to lead and to guide you, right? Because if that's the voice, if that's your shepherd, that's what you were doing, what you were created to do, then he will make you, he makes me lie down in green pastures. If he's your shepherd, he will lead you besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. One more passage of scripture from John 10. This is Jesus. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and he runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. 
The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Do you know his voice? Do you take time to sit and listen to his voice? Do you know the voice of your shepherd? He wants to speak to you every day. It says, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, I have other sheep that are not of this pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I've received from my Father. See what happens, right? When we start letting the Lord be our shepherd, when we start sitting and listening to his voice, we move from being crippled every day with fear and moving empowered in faith. We start seeing not our current circumstances of what we're going through, but where God wants to lead you and I. We start realizing in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, for we live by faith, not by sight. Why? Because we can't see. The enemy wants us to see what's around us and determine how we live our life from that. And Jesus is saying to you and to me, he's saying, I want you to sit And I want you to listen, and I want you to hear what I have for you. I want you to remove the distractions, right, so that your ears can be open, and you can hear my voice clearly. So if we live by faith, not by sight, in Romans, it says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. I truly believe that if you take time to sit and listen It will be, your life will be transformed. Uh, I love this quote. It says, God's voice is the greatest gift you and I have. I truly believe that. The greatest gift that you and I have is God's voice. He created you. He gave you a shot at life on this earth. He doesn't want you to wander around. He doesn't want you to wander aimlessly, always looking with your eyes to the next fad, the next thing, the next thing to satisfy you. He wants you to take time to sit and listen to the voice. That, that's the number one priority we should have in our life. I heard this quote from a friend. I was driving with him this week in the car. I was telling him about uh, my sermon, what I was going to be preaching on. He told me this quote. He said, if you want to hear God's voice, read his word. If you want to hear it audibly, read his word out loud. You and I have this opportunity every day to sit and to listen to his voice. And Jesus wants so badly for you and I to allow him to be your shepherd, to allow him to be what he wants to be in your and my life. And so as we move on in this service, I really just want to take a moment to do just that, to sit and to listen. And then I'm going to have a prayer of surrender over all of us, that we could lay down our inability to trust that God wants the best thing for us and that when he tells you something, that he would give you strength to act in faith. And the more you sit and listen, the easier that will be. So I'm going to invite our prayer partners to come forward right now. If you would come up, 
and as we do this moment, would you guys just kind of close your eyes right now and take some time to sit, to listen, and then I'll pray and uh, we'll conclude the service. So many voices, so many things constantly trying to pull us and distract us, and we know that the enemy comes to still kill and destroy. And Father, we come before you right now knowing that you have come to give us life and life to the full. And Father, I pray that we would allow you to be what you so desire to be in our life, which is the good shepherd that you would be our shepherd, God, that we would sit and listen to your voice, or that we would allow you to lead us into green pastures, or that we would allow you to lead us beside still waters, that we would allow you to refresh our souls, that we would allow you, Jesus, to be Lord of our life. And I pray right now, a prayer of surrender over every person in this room, Lord, that we would lay down our inability to trust you. We would lay down our desire to always be in control of our lives. And realize that we are your creation. We have no right to try and control our life. We weren't created to do this. We were created, God, to listen to your voice and allow you to lead us. And I praise you, God, for what you're going to do in all of these people's life, my life included. Where are you going to lead us? Where are you going to guide us? The doors that you're going to open this week. The opportunities that are going to arise this week. The moments, God, of empowerment that are going to happen this week when people sit and listen. God, the realization of who they are, that their past is forgiven, that my past is forgiven, that I am your son, that we are your sons and we are your daughters. God, as we sit and listen, would you fill us up with all of these truths this week, Father? We thank you for this church. We thank you for what you're doing here. And we ask that in Jesus' name, your Holy Spirit and your word would continue to speak to us this week. And we would go out and be the light of the world. We love you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to stand to your feet. If there's anything you need prayer for, come up. These people love and care for you. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday. Thanks.